Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and I'm here in about 15 minutes with Chandler Klebs, who's going to join us from Lee's Summit, Missouri, via videotape that he's going to record there. And we're going to, like, you know, pen to this 15 minutes. And um, so because both of us are going to explain this, you know, in, in different ways, and hopefully because we've got different ways of explaining things that will help you better understand it. Okay, this is episode number 208, How the Laws of Nature Make Free Will Impossible, Part 3. We have done this, you know, this segment, this series twice already, and as I've been explaining, this is necessary because, like, this belief in free will... The belief that things are up to us is so powerful. We've been conditioned by society so powerfully to believe it that, um, that it's hard to kind of like, you know, appreciate the logic of how we don't have it. It's absolutely impossible. And, and some of you might think, oh, no, like I wasn't taught that I have a free will. I, um, you know, it just feels like I have a free will. I, that's something that I can figure out on my own. No. And, and what, what's some evidence of this? Um, back at the time of the Greeks, the early Greeks, the prevalent belief then was that you had these fates, these kind of like, these pantheon of gods, you know, that, that actually controlled everything. That, you know, they believed in, in, in this, this the, 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 in destiny. They had words, the Greeks had words for fate and destiny back then. They had absolutely no word for free will. You know, um, some people will say, well, the free will is in the Bible. No, it's not in the Bible. The Bible just talks about choosing. It never talks about choosing freely or having a free will. Free will as a, as a term was coined by St. Augustine in 380 A.D. as a way to kind of like explain, well, like if we do evil, bad, and God punishes us, it would be unfair for God to punish us unless we had a free will. And, you know, that makes sense. But, yeah, so we have to admit, all right, we don't have a free will, and it is unfair that God makes us do stuff that is wrong and then punishes us. But what can I tell you? This is, this is the reality, you know. Um, all right, so back to the, so, all right, so I had an epiphany, like, um, I guess I'm taping, like, the way I'm taping now, I'm taping all these in the same day, but, like, this will be, like, three weeks from whatever. Recently, I had an epiphany that, like, the best way to explain why we don't have a free will, maybe to invoke something that we all learn probably either in elementary school or junior high, high school, certainly by high school, everybody learns that there are these things, this, there's something in the, in the world in science called the laws of nature. Okay, the laws of nature are these physical laws like gravity and um, and the laws of motion, Newton's laws of motion. And then there are chemical laws. That are laws there are laws that relate to biology. There are laws that, that relate to climate science. There are laws that, that, um, that explain what can happen and what can't happen. In other words, gravity as a law means that everything is always like, you know, drawing itself to itself, to other things, you know, like through this force of gravity. Sometimes there's a force, you know, that's part of the laws of nature that moves things apart, okay? So, like, it's not just as if there's one law of nature, but the key here and the key to understanding why free will is completely, absolutely, without one iota of a doubt, 
impossible is because the laws of nature control everything. Think about it. Think of what I'm saying and think of what is like completely understood, accepted, 100% consensus in science for decades. It's not like this is new. For perhaps like actually over 100 years at least. I don't know, maybe two, 300, who knows. But um, because the laws of nature control everything, we don't control anything. Think about it. What does it mean to control everything? That means that nothing can happen that is not under the control of the laws of nature. All right, now free will belief, the belief in free will, the concept of free will means that, no, it's, you know, we decide what we're going to think, and we decide what we're going to do, and we decide how we're going to feel, you know, and say what we're going to say. You know, that nothing that's not in our control, like the laws of nature, are making us do anything. That's the belief in free will, and it's absurd. It's absurd, and that's why, like, Charles Darwin, Albert Einstein, and Sigmund Freud, our world's greatest minds, really, you know, refuted free will. They didn't accept it. They understood that free will is completely impossible. Um, so that's the value of this, you know, like, I, again, I, I had this epiphany. I think, you know, by referring to uh, the laws of nature as a way of refuting free will, then we kind of like, we, we make the matter very, very clear. I want to go back to something I uh, mentioned in the first episode of this series, that like ordinarily when we refute free will, and because I do this with my friends, we do a podcast, a show in Manhattan, we have a meetup, like tomorrow I'm headed into Manhattan, actually it would be three weeks or whatever, uh, for a meetup the first Saturday of every month. And like, you know, excuse me, when we explain to people why they don't have free will, we say, well, because everything is caused. You know, if you do something or say something or sing, uh, think something and everything is caused, that means that there's going to be a cause to what you just did or said or thought, right? And then there's going to be a cause to that cause because, like we just said, everything has a cause, right? And there's going to be a cause to that cause. And remember, like, with cause and effect, because that's what this is about. It's a law, actually, law of nature, cause and effect. With cause and effect, the cause will always come before the effect. So that what you have is this chain of cause and effect. You have like, so you make a decision, that's caused by something, that cause is caused by another cause, and that cause is caused by another cause, and it's always going back in time. And so that you have this chain of cause and effect regressing back in time to before you were born. And, you know, as soon as it reaches that point, stuff that's not up to you in this causal chain, it's kind of like dominoes going backwards, actually. You know, um, as soon as you reach that point, obviously you can see how like things, you know, if things before you were born were in a domino cause and effect fashion, ending up with your doing what you did or thinking what you thought, obviously you can't have a free will. So, so like, you know, ordinarily that's our basic explanation for why we have free will, why free will is impossible. There's others, like we invoke the unconscious, <clears throat> we say to ourselves also, we're <clears throat> hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain. It's another way of understanding this. Um, there are several ways of understanding where I don't have free will. But with the causality, that's the main one. And the problem with that is, like, not everybody accepts that everything has a cause. Some people are confused by these theories in quantum mechanics that Einstein understood to be wrong. And I believe, I understand to be wrong also. It's not a belief. But certain people still hold to them. that They actually say, no, not everything is caused. What these people don't understand is that if you apply that understanding or that belief 
to this issue of free will, that doesn't help free will because like if you're saying that our, our decisions and our actions and our feelings and thoughts are not caused, we can't be causing them in a, with a free will. Okay, and that's the reality of the situation. And it should be clear to people. I don't know why, how, how people don't get this. It's weird. But, but um, so because like, you know, not everybody believes that everything has a cause, people will get confused with this causality explanation, you know, thinking that some things are in cause and somehow by some magic that'll, you know, allow for free will. Um, so that's the importance of this new, because I, I don't know if I've ever um, encountered this particular refutation of free will in any book on free will, refuting free will, or, you know, I, I, who knows, maybe, maybe it's been there, but like, but in my mind, you know, I just had this epiphany recently that, you know, this might be what people need to hear in order to understand that free will is an illusion, you know, because I haven't understood it well enough so far after like six years doing this show. Um, and we're going we're gonna to stay with it until you get it, at least, you know, if the universe decides because it's not up to us because we don't have free will. All right. So, again... Because this needs to be repeated, because if it's not repeated, you may not get it. You've got these laws of nature, okay? They control everything. Repeat after me. The laws of nature control everything. This is not theory, okay? This is not hypothesis. This is not somebody's opinion. This is hard scientific fact. It's uncontested. No serious scientist would ever say to you, no, the laws of nature do not control everything. Okay? It's, it's unassailable. It's just like, you know, it's an accepted fact of, of science. All right? So now think, think to yourself. Because if the laws of nature control everything, nothing else controls anything. You know, human beings, we human beings don't control anything because the laws of nature control everything. This is like such basic logic. And so like, you know, free will belief says that, oh no, I control my thoughts and nothing that's not outside of my control, like the laws of nature, control my thoughts. No, it's a myth. It's an illusion. It's a mistaken conclusion. It's an error in thinking. And that's why... Darwin, Freud, and Einstein refuted it. Didn't, you know, didn't buy into it, made statements that it's a myth, it's, gonna, it's an illusion. All right, we've got like four minutes and 24 seconds left. And again, Chandler is going to join us in, in, you know, right after this segment, and hopefully he can like find a different way to explain it, perhaps a better way, and maybe between the two of us you will get this. So, like, yeah, because this is part three of this series. <laughs> so, like, but, you know, the, the idea behind this is, like, you know, if you didn't get it last time and if you didn't get it last week and if you didn't get it last the week before that, maybe hearing it again this next time you will get it. The laws of nature control everything. The laws of nature are, are, are this, this understanding in science I mean, it's, it's beyond proof. Some things in science are beyond proof. For example, the universe exists. You don't need evidence. You don't need to, like, empirical evidence for this. You don't, there, it doesn't subscribe to falsifiability, which is this criteria in some science that, like, you know, uh, a theory or a hypothesis needs to be falsifiable for it to be scientific. No, there are certain concepts, like that the universe exists, 
and like that the universe is controlled by the laws of nature that are so fundamental that they are, in a certain sense, what's considered a priori, that's like self-evident, so self-evident, they need no further evidence or argument. And again, like in science, there's no serious scientist that would ever tell you, no, the laws of nature don't control everything. So, how do we apply this to, um, to this free will thing? Free will belief is the belief that what we do and think and, you know, like what I'm saying right now, if I believed in free will, I'd be believing that that was up to me, that I'm, I'm forming these words and sentences and, you know, like it's completely up to me. Nothing that's not in my control is making me do this. Okay, and that's what most people believe. That's what a lot of people believe. But do a little thinking, you know. Um, if we start out with the uncontestable fact that the laws of nature control everything, how can I control anything? We've just established it's a scientific fact that the laws of nature control everything. To then turn around and say, oh no, but like, the laws of nature control everything but my, my human actions. <laughs> That's absurd. No scientist would ever say that. We, we human beings are, even if we're, you know, if we define ourselves as physical, even if we had a soul, whatever, you know, this, you know, um, it would all be controlled. Everything is controlled by the laws of nature. What we understand is controlled by the laws of nature. What we don't understand and sometimes can um, define as spiritual or non-physical is also controlled by the laws of nature. So again, you know, like I got about like a minute and 17 seconds left. I'm getting tired. This is like the third, you know, 15-minute episode. But I think it's like I'm tired of repeating this. But hopefully, again, Chandler will help me out with this and you'll get it. So about a minute left. All right. So again, if because the laws of nature control everything, you don't have a free will. I don't have a free will. Nobody has a free will. That's the reality of the situation. And, you know, my hope is the reason this is like part three of the series and we might go to six, you know, it depends on what the universe makes me do. Because right now I feel that I may want to, but I'm not going to know. Let's say in a week or so, I might say to myself, oh, no, let's, let's do something else. And it won't be my free will, it'll be the universe, these laws of nature, kind of like compelling that, that change of mind or that decision. That's, that's what it means to not have a free will. All right, well, I hope you get this. Now we're going to turn it over to Chandler Klebs in Lee's Summit, Missouri, who's going to spend the next 10 minutes explaining this to you in his words, in his way, and hopefully you will get that. So, all right, Chandler, take it away. See if you can get him to understand that the laws of nature control everything and therefore free will is impossible. Hi, I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here again with another video talking about how the laws of nature make free will impossible. And I think I've covered most of the material in the first two videos of what I wanted to say about this topic. And I may have gotten a little bit off topic in some of my videos going off on rants about why people defend and promote their religious or political or scientific beliefs. And that's what I think you got to understand because basically, we're, you know, our brains are subject to certain laws. I may not understand the, these laws because I'm not a scientist and I'm not a trained psychologist, but 
I think that <clears throat> it's important that any message that's promoted that's going to have any success has to be understood by the public. It has to be understood by everyday people. Because if, they're, if you're trying to teach something that requires years of study in biology or psychology or physics, well, the problem <clears throat> is that only a small um, percentage of people, a few scientists in scattered locations around the world might understand what you're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> See, um, I'm sick, and so the problem is when I have this phlegm buildup in my throat, I can't talk right. So here's the deal. That's another example of how I'm not in control. And in the past, I used to just stop and record videos over again every time I had an interruption or something go wrong. But now I, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to – when things go wrong, I'm going to use this as an example <clears throat> that I am not in control. That's just it. Um, the, in fact, you know, that co totally broke my train of thought. I, I, I was going to say something, and then I had to cough up my phlegm, and, <laughs> and so now I forgot what I was going to say. And so, okay, I, I know this is going to look sound stupid, but <clears throat> basically, nobody chooses to be sick. No one chooses to have allergies. I'm not sure which of those my problem is right now. But, yeah, people like uh, anyone who, sa who says that people choose to be depressed or they choose to be uh, sick or they choose to have allergies or that they choose their sexual orientation, it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Because here's the deal. <clears throat> now, as a hard determinist personally, um, I would say, well, choice as most people understand, is a complete illusion. Nobody really chooses to be happy or sad. They don't choose to be sick or well. Choice is a true illusion. But even if we grant compatibilist choice and say that when someone does what they want, they're making a choice, that means that in any instance where someone does something that they don't want to do, that they're choosing to do what they don't want to do. And I think a lot of people can see how that doesn't make very much sense. So, okay, I talked before about how people seek pleasure and avoid pain. So here's the question. Why would somebody choose to be depressed when they when they when that makes them depressed? It's unpleasant. Why would someone choose to feel bad? No, that's just it. I don't think anyone does. Um, there's there's going to be some cause for why they feel that way. And in a sense, you could say that this is part of the laws of nature, which kind of everything is. You know, the, the way reality works is a law of nature. Um, and so that that's the important thing is that we all want to be happy, right? We want to be happy. We want to feel good, you know? So given that we want to we want to feel happy, and I think a lot of us, we want to get along with people. We want to have friends. We want to be accepted in society. We want to, we want to, we want to live a happy, peaceful life. I think most people want that. And yet there's evidence that we are not able to achieve this as much as we would like.
because in spite of our best efforts, we have interesting dilemmas. We have people who, for example, um, the obesity thing. This, this is a powerful example, and I, I don't know for sure if this is on topic with the laws of nature thing or not, but it's important and I've got to say it. Have no choice. <laughs> okay, given that it's very uncomfortable for people to be obese, it's very uncomfortable for people to be really fat, because for one thing, it causes like diabetes and heart attack and strokes and stuff like that, and that kills people and causes them a lot of pain. So who would choose to be fat? <laughs> okay. Second of all, um, it there's the fact that it people treat fat people bad. They judge them and like, oh, you stupid gluttonous person, you chose to overeat and now you're fat and I blame you and I'm better than you because I'm skinny. You know. I mean, come on. People treat fat people like that. What person would choose? would want, even choose in the sense of wanting, doing what they want, compatibilist choice, not free will. That's still not free will. Nobody even unfreely choose, like why would they choose to be fat and then have other people blame them and make fun of them, not to mention all the physical pain it causes them to be overweight like that. Who would choose that? Nobody. So why are so many people fat? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons, and I don't want to get into all of it. I mean, I've talked about it, and I'm not the dietitian or expert in how the science of metabolism and, and skinniness and obesity works. I'm not an expert in that, so I want to get back to explaining a, a little bit about the laws of nature. But the point is, I think people, they can't, they can't, choose to do what they do, doesn't occur to them that's just it is that in order for a person to even choose something in an everyday understanding of choice something else has to make their brain think of that something has to make their brain think of doing that thing are you free to do that which does not occur to you to do and that's, that's the very important point, and I think it's worth mentioning that our decision process would, is a brain thing, you know? The, the chemicals in our brain, the matter in our brain, and the memories, none of which we choose. We don't choose what chemicals are in our brain, and if the chemicals are wrong, people can get depressed or have some kind of, some kind of disorder, you know, some kind of mental illness that results in um imbalanced chemicals and so that's one that's one example it's like if something's wrong with the brain if there's brain damage from some accident or illness then that person is their brain's damaged and they can't do things right alzheimer's is a good example that's where a person's losing their memory and their brain's not working right so here's the deal See, I, now i'll make the case because I'm a materialist, I'm going to make the case that the brain, um, as well as the rest of the body, it's a physical object, okay? It's, it's matter. It's all this weird chemicals and, and blood and skin and muscles, all these materials. And so if something happens to it that damages it, it alters the function of it. 
And this is important to understand that these things change all the time. And so when someone speaks to you even, well, even when someone says something to you, they're saying something, the sound goes in your ears and is processed by your brain in some way. And so what your brain understands may or may not match up with what the person actually said. We may not even remember what the person actually said. But this is important to understand is that I think, I think a lot of people would agree that the brain is a mechanical deterministic system. And so a lot of people seek, um, seek refuge in supernatural explanations or dualist notions that, oh, well, decision-making happens in the mind, which is not the brain. It's part of the spirit or soul of a person. And so their decisions are made supernaturally and they have nothing to do with the brain, which, of course, would have to explain why people who are drunk make bad decisions. I mean, like... Why would um, drugs and alcohol affect your decisions if your decisions were made by something that wasn't the brain or the physical body? That, that's a whole other topic, and <laughs> sorry to get too distracted, but see, this is just it. I'll say one thing, and I, don't, I didn't even know what I was going to say before this video started, but I'll say something, and then that leads to another thought. I'm like, I heard myself say something, and I'm like, oh, well, that... Huh, I have questions about that. And then I get totally off track about what I was going to be talking about. So, I mean, if any, if, okay, if anything, this video series has shown that I have no control over what I'm talking about and I don't even know what I'm going to be saying. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is, a, <clears throat> this is a little bit entertaining, but in any case, it's the laws of nature. There's the way the world works, there's the way my brain works, and I didn't choose it. And, I'll just say, if there was a spiritual or supernatural realm, that would be part of nature. That would be a part of reality. If that was real, it would be part of reality. And there would be spiritual or metaphysical laws of nature, too. So somebody doesn't need to be a materialist, someone who believes the whole, all of reality is physical. Someone could still believe in the supernatural, but there would still be some kind of laws that govern the supernatural world. There would still be causality within that that would still prohibit a free choice because a free choice, it can't be causal and it can't be a causal either. So no matter what the laws of nature are, whether physical or spiritual, they cannot grant you a free will. And I am running out of time and I, and I, you know, there'll be more episodes of exploring the illusion of free will. Um, but I hope these past few episodes, I've explained a few things. Thank you for listening and goodbye.